to A to Z Sports Prime Time from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. That's what they offer you. Two Rivers Ford, of course, the place that you can go for the Built for You program. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. The Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, GaryAshton.com, is where you go for your dream address without the stress. And of course, if you need to get in on all the action come conference tournament time, SEC tournament right now, going on, Vanderbilt and Georgia on the docket. You can use the promo code A to Z Sports in the DraftKings Sportsbook app and get involved that way. A lot of money to be made. So the primetime show tonight, we're focused on the arms race that the Tennessee Titans are getting ready to be caught up in the middle of. We know what's happened around them so far. We know that the Denver Broncos have traded for Russell Wilson We know that this has become a quarterback-heavy conference in the AFC specifically. So where do the Titans stack up among the rest of these teams? It's a pretty interesting question when you consider, one, what their division looks like, probably the weakest of any in professional football right now, and when you consider, two, that free agency and the NFL draft still lie ahead. So there's going to be considerable moves, moves of consequence made that is going to impact this conversation as soon as next week, because of course, free agency will open next week. I believe that's next Tuesday when the new league year begins. So as we kind of look through this and see what moves the Tennessee Titans have to make to be able to keep pace, we have to first identify which teams they're trying to keep pace with. And so that's where I want to start your Two Rivers Ford take in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. How many teams right now, pre-free agency, do you believe to be better than the Tennessee Titans? How many AFC, AFC teams are better than Tennessee right now before free agency officially gets underway? Let me know in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll talk about it together over the course of this evening's show, right after I tell you about the people who make the Two Rivers Ford take possible. Of course, that is Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet is where you go for the non-commissioned sales staff that's not going to put any pressure on you throughout the course of the car buying experience and for the Built For You program, which will allow you to customize any Ford vehicle, any color, with any available features, They'll build the car for you and deliver it right to your door. Two Rivers Ford is the best in the business because they put the customer first, and that's exactly the way that they will treat you when you go visit them in Mount Juliet or when you begin your window shopping online today at tworiversford.com. So, ahead of free agency, how many teams are better than Tennessee right now? I think it's a really interesting question to kind of Diagnosed because somebody pointed out earlier, and I'll pull up the chat specifically. Somebody pointed out earlier that the AFC has really only added Russell Wilson at this point. And that is so, right? You've added Russell Wilson to the jam packed and loaded AFC West. You are talking about a situation in which the, the conference was, real, was really already quarterback stacked to begin with between Patrick Mahomes. 
Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, uh, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, Ryan Tannehill, who you're probably down on at this point. Many of you are, but still is responsible for guiding a team, helping get a team to back-to-back division titles. So you have to count Tannehill as a part of the conversation. We're unclear on what Mac Jones will be in the AFC picture, but as you kind of peel through this thing and diagnose, all right, who's better, who's worse, who's kind of in between, I think it's still a pretty clear picture as to who the powers are in the AFC, even if you've added a team that can kind of shake that up a little bit. Because G-Man says, you know, just his opinion, but really the AFC only added Wilson. Decorated quarterback doesn't mean that the Titans can't slash won't be successful. And I'm inclined to agree. So how many how many teams right now, as we sit here, before the arms race really gets rolling with free agency next week, how many teams are better than the Tennessee Titans right now? And if you have, if you could, name the teams that you consider to be better than the Titans. I'll do that momentarily. For Jeff Sawyer, it's uh, it's only three. Lewis Chesney believes that the Titans are still at the top of the heap, and, and you know, he's entitled to his opinion. I would disagree. Scott Trevathan on Facebook Live says two. Uh, for uh, Dom Odell, he says a lot of them. Well, Dom, give me a number. Be more specific, if you would. Troy Anderson believes there only to be one team better in the AFC right now. So I think when you kind of look at where the Titans are, they still have an advantage, as Brooke Parsons points out on Facebook Live. They still have an advantage because of the division that they play in, right? It's going to be easier for them to find a path to the playoffs playing Jacksonville, Indy and Houston twice a year. Two of those three teams don't have a solution at quarterback. One of them just traded their quarterback away, who was having them on the border of being a playoff team before he completely collapsed. And we'll discuss Carson length momentarily. But where the Titans kind of sit right now, I think is a fascinating kind of case study for what they need to do to break through. Because as Greg Cosell and myself, Greg Cosell of NFL Films, We do the podcast every Wednesday. It's called The Install. Go check it out. We just did a new episode with all the craziness going around uh, this afternoon. And and in asking Greg, I I think in asking Greg about the Chargers, no, in asking Greg about what other teams had done, the Chargers signing Mike Williams, the Broncos trading for Russell Wilson, the way that the Colts are now moving on from Carson Wentz and eyeing Jimmy G, which we'll talk about later on, where do the Titans stack up in this thing and what moves have they kind of made? Because the point that I made with Greg today was the Titans are kind of going counterculture. Everybody else is loading up on offense and the Titans, they're trying to make sure that they make you physically feel their pass rush next season. The division is going to be incredibly exciting to watch. And, and Greg, honestly, Titans are kind of going counterculture because they play the AFC West this coming season. So they're going to see those quarterbacks. Which, you know, raises the point which we discussed throughout the season, and then we can move on and, and talk about some of the other things. But yeah. it, it raises the question of how do the Titans see their offense as we go into the 2022 season? You know, obviously Derrick Henry at his best is is the best back in the league. And yeah. they're not going to discard Derrick Henry. And by discard, I don't mean get rid of him. But, I mean, they're not going to say we're not going to hand him the ball. Go away from but, him. Right. But I think at some point, and I'm, I'd be very curious to be a fly on the wall for those conversations, and you may know more than I, but I think at some point you have to realize, and you and I actually discussed this, you know, we, we talked about this when we were in Indianapolis, that it's really hard in this league now 
to go in and, and, and win 1916 and win 2017. Right. I mean, I remember distinctly, as do you, that after the Cincinnati loss in the playoffs, um, Mike Rabel basically said, well, we played Titans football and it was our game. And in a sense, it was that's Titans football. He was spot on. We've seen them play that game all year long. Right. I mean, that's Titans football. So the question is, not that you want to abandon that totally and do a whole reworking, but at some point, do you need more offensively? And I, I would all, I would argue you do, but you know, we'll see how they feel about it. Sure. And maybe this is more in the weeds than we intended to get today, but I think they're hoping for just additional perspective in bringing Tim Kelly on as the passing yeah. game coordinator to at least provide them with some additional ideas in the room and kind of expand uh, what they're trying to do offensively. But I mean, that goes kind of into the the next portion of the conversation, Greg, Harold Landry got a big old contract here in Tennessee. He's going to be playing alongside Jeffrey Simmons, Danico Autry and Bud Dupree uh, for years to come. And this is one of the better pass rushes in football right now. We were talking before we started the podcast about Harold Landry and Bud Dupree as players, What's your kind of assessment of those two individually and how much do they work within this defense together? Well, I think Harold Landry's a better pass rusher than Bud Dupree. If you're just looking at pass rush traits and the ability to put pressure on the quarterback uh, and just twitchiness and suddenness, words we like to use when we talk about pass rushers, um, I think Landry has more of that than Bud Dupree. Dupree is probably, they're built differently. I mean, Landry's not a small man, but Landry is not a big, thick, Right, thickly built frame guy. Uh, Dupree is, is more thickly built. So, you know, look, defense. This team has kind of been built on defense in the run game. You don't, you didn't want to lose your defense. I mean, Landry is a really important piece. He had his best year. They moved him around a bit this year. They became a little more versatile with their deployment of him. You really wanted to keep him if you could, and they did. So that that's a really positive signing. And of course, the hope is this year. Bud Dupree, who was their big free agent signing a year ago, will not miss the games that he did this year. And they'll be able to play with Dupree, Landry, Simmons, and Autry, which is a pretty formidable front four in their sub fronts. So that that So that's Greg Cosell's analysis. Again, the podcast is called The Install with Greg Cosell. Go check it out wherever it is that you get your podcast. So how many teams are better than the Tennessee Titans pre- free agency given the moves that have already been made and probably more moves yet to come. I'm going to tell you the answer to that question momentarily right after I tell you about our friends at Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Brymac has you covered. They're the best in the business. Three locations in Tennessee and in Kentucky to make sure that they can take care of you commercially, residentially. Brymac Mechanical has you covered. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. So, how many teams are better than the Titans in the AFC right now? So, I went down the list, and again, this is pre-free agency. We're still waiting to see how teams will counter uh, the franchise tag moves that were made, the trade acquisitions that have been done, and still awaiting some trades at this point given that we've seen Russell Wilson and Carson Wentz already moved. So in kind of diagnosing this, I came up with three. The Bills, the Chiefs, and the Broncos. Those three teams, to me, understanding that it's probably going to take Russ 
a little while, maybe not, you know, maybe not too terribly long, but it'll take Russell a minute to get accustomed to a whole new collection of skill position players, a whole new coaching staff. It's the first time he's done this in his career, even though in college, like Russell Wilson was a bit transient, honestly, with the way that he uh, transferred around to a couple of different schools before he made his way to the pros. So three teams with three discernibly better quarterbacks. Joe Burrow will at some point be better than Ryan Tannehill. Joe Burrow may be borderline better than Ryan Tannehill right now. I understand that there's going to be a lot of people who push back on that. I would still say to you that there is something about playing in the league for the better part of a decade that is going to give Ryan Tannehill right now a bit of an edge, even if you are down on him as a player. Again, I completely understand Well, that would be the case. And maybe you're somebody who would take a great many of those quarterbacks over Ryan Tannehill, given that we're all prone to recency bias and that the last game that we saw Ryan Tannehill play, he threw three interceptions. How much of the interceptions are his fault? We've, you know, we don't need to go back and relitigate that. We're almost two months removed from the Titans losing that football game. And, you know, I hate that we still spin our wheels with the Ryan Tannehill conversation. But the point being, right now, there are three teams that I can identify with discernibly better quarterbacks. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Russell Wilson. Two of those three play in the AFC West. And the other two, Derek Carr and Justin Herbert, I mean, I would argue, and in fact, uh, you would hear Greg argue in the uh, in the podcast that uh, Russell Wilson is the third best quarterback in that division. I even got... I got Greg to go full sports talk radio today. We had him do a quarterback list in the AFC West. And in his opinion, he believes that Russell is the third best quarterback, even in that division, which I think would be debated at some length. But I think there are three teams right now that are discernibly better than the Tennessee Titans because of what the quarterback situation gives them. I think the Buffalo's defense is going to look differently next year. I would favor the Titans defense over All three of those teams at this point, of course, the offense is the thing that needs the biggest retooling right now. Um, MB says, I can't pick teams being better than us that last year, uh, us that lost to us last year. And listen, I understand. I understand why you feel that way. Titans or Ryan Tannehill specifically has a winning record over both. I mean, it's not a huge sample size. I think it's three games total between the two teams. but. Um, He has a winning record over Josh Allen and over Patrick Mahomes. So, like, you can look at this and say, okay, like, they're in pretty good, they're in a pretty good spot if the team, if two of the team, two of the three teams that we believe to be better than they are, they have consistently found ways to beat, even with a, a quarterback who most of you would probably say, and I would agree on this, has clear and obvious limitations and makes mistakes that a veteran of as many years as Ryan Tannehill, I believe he's been in the league now for 10 years, um, that you still you shouldn't see Ryan Tannehill making some of the mistakes that he makes. Now, regular season is one thing. Postseason is entirely another. And what Greg is alleging in that clip, in the first part of that clip, is that the Titans don't have enough offensively to keep pace with those teams because if you go out and try and play games 19-16 to 16, like they did the Bengals, you put yourself in a disadvantageous position right now. Uh, Tannehill, so far, has had a great record against the Chiefs. He's, uh, no, I believe he's 2-1, Mark. Mark is saying he's 3-1 versus the Chiefs. Two regular season wins, uh, one in 2019, 
one in 2021, and then a playoff loss to Patrick Mahomes in the AFC title game at Kansas City. So that would be two and one, unless there's a Chiefs-Titans game in there that I'm missing. I don't believe that's so, which would make sense, right? Because Ryan Tannehill's only been the starting quarterback for three seasons now, and there would not have been a fourth opportunity for Ryan Tannehill to play the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, because what Ronnie says continues to be so, right? Wake me up when Ryan Tannehill does something of significance in the playoffs. And until that, you know, until that changes, I mean, I would argue, I and and the, the 19 playoff run was the Derrick Henry show, right? Like, without without question. The 19, the 19 run was the Derrick Henry show. But I don't think you win that game without two critical passing touchdowns from Ryan Tannehill in a big spot. So I would say for the moment that you're talking about, I would say that the touchdown to Ferkser in New England came at a critical time, even though Logan Ryan ended that game um, with a pick six. And I would say to you that even though the numbers weren't crazy in Baltimore, I thought Ryan Tannehill was... Um, I mean, as good as you could humanly, I mean, as efficient as you can humanly ask for, given that they didn't ask him to throw the ball a lot. Uh, this, this, It's not going to be a successful formula year in and year out. You're going to have to adapt your style of play. They're going to have to pick it up as far as their passing game is concerned if they hope to keep pace with these teams. But I do think, I do think that you have to diagnose this correctly and say there are teams, three teams at minimum, with a better quarterback situation and who you would trust in a playoff game situation more than Ryan Tannehill right now. And you may, you may have already swung Joe Burrow into that category. I would hear the argument for Joe Burrow. This man is special, certainly, and one would hope that they're only going to get better around him so he can continue to flourish in Cincinnati. But I think three teams discernibly are better than the Tennessee Titans pre-free agency I think the defense gives them a big leg up at this point. Three only, says Junior Campos. Yeah, again, I'm I'm talking I'm 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 citing the quarterbacks as the reason teams are better. I'm citing the Titans defense as why they're not lower than the fourth best team in the AFC. Because how do you counteract all of these great quarterbacks when you go out and you maul their face off with Harold Landry, Bud Dupree, Danico Autry, and Jeffrey Simmons? And that's very much what they've structured this thing to continue to be able to do. Um, let's move on and let's talk about Carson Wentz because he got shipped out of the division. So the AFC South, I mean, Carson Wentz had disastrous moments at the end of the season, but Carson Wentz um, did and was able to play pretty solid football this year until they took the ball out of his hands at the end of the year. I think when you kind of analyze what this means for Carson Wentz, I want to ask you the question, how many games do you think Carson Wentz will win with the Washington football team, even as I understand that they are no longer named the Washington football team? I don't like the name Commanders, so I'm going to continue to call them the football team. And respectfully, you're not going to be able to tell me otherwise. So in an 18 or in a rather 17 game regular season schedule, how many games do you believe Carson Wentz will win as the quarterback of the Washington football team? Let's talk about it on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Get your answers momentarily right after I tell you about our friends at uh, at DraftKings Sportsbook. Promo code A to Z Sports is where you get in on all the action in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. They have you covered when it comes to conference tournament time. And there's a lot of it. I mean, if, for example, Vanderbilt is uh, really running the floor 
with Georgia right now. Now, Georgia's a six-win basketball team at this point in the season, and Tom Crean's going to get fired at the end of the year or has already agreed to part ways with uh, the University of Georgia. But if you're not betting on conference tournament time, it's silly because new customers can get bet $5 on any team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's just that simple. If they win, you win with promo code A to Z Sports in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Bet five bucks on any college hoops team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code A to Z Sports this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Tennessee only, minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee red line, 1-800-889-9789. So, how many games will Carson Wentz win as a member of the Washington football team? Ian Rappaport, uh, I'm not sure who, I think it was Tom Pelissero that first reported the news, his colleague, but regardless, Wentz is no longer the quarterback of the Colts. The Washington Commanders have been calling basically every team about its quarterback. There were some headlines about them calling the Kansas City Chiefs. We knew that they called the Seattle Seahawks about Russell Wilson earlier in the week. They went all the way down the line, and they ended up with Carson Wentz from the Indianapolis Colts. And, of course, there were some other quarterbacks in consideration. They had some interest in Jimmy Garoppolo, but his medical was not going to be where they wanted at the time of them wanting to do a trade, which was clearly sooner rather than later. And, of course, they had some interest in Deshaun Watson, but his legal situation was not going to be cleared up until Friday at the earliest. So in the end, they take Carson Wentz in exchange for two mid-round picks, and the third rounder that is going to be next year's pick is contingent on playtime, could end up being a second rounder. Uh, And they also take on the full salary of Carson Wentz. Main thing for the Washington football team, uh, the Washington Commanders, I should say, that's going to take some getting used to. Mm -hmm. They now have a starting quarterback, a new beginning in Washington. So that's Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network diagnosing the Carson Wentz trade. Just kind of looking at the Washington Commanders or Washington football team, as I prefer to refer to them as, looking at their schedule. We don't have the dates, of course, right now, but obviously he's going to play. Uh, He's going to play the Philadelphia Eagles, his former team, the team that drafted him twice a year at uh, at this point. And their future opponents... Look like this. Well, you will see Carson Wentz play the Tennessee Titans because they play the NFC East next year. So you've got Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, obviously. They play the Packers, the Jags, the Vikings, the Titans, um, and the NFC South same place finisher uh, as the Washington football team, which I don't know off the top of my head. So they will also, you know, again, play the same NFC East opponents, the Bears, the Lions, the Texans, and the Colts and an NFC West same place finisher. So uh, I can't remember where the Washington football team, I don't think they finished at the bottom of the, no, they might've finished at the bottom of their, no, the Giants, the Giants were worse. So they they were the third best team in the NFC East, which would make then the team that they have to play, what would that be? The Saints and the 49ers? The Saints and the 49ers. So, like, it's not an easy schedule that Carson Wentz has. Now this is a 17-game schedule. So how many games do you think that Carson Wentz is going to play? MB says, it's sad that Wentz is gone. He was my favorite Titan. Well, lucky for you, you get to play him again next year. Um, It's crazy, though. The idea that the Colts 
gave up on Carson Wentz before the team that they traded away a, what is now a first-round pick to hasn't even made the selection yet. They got rid of him so fast. And, in fact, I thought uh, I thought the reporting, Zach Kiefer of The Athletic wrote a fantastic article on how things came to an end in Indianapolis, and they're very, very similar based on just Wentz, not just on the field, but like Wentz's behavior that saw him basically ejected out of the situation in Indy. So it's more than just on the field issues with Carson Wentz. Because frankly, on the field, like he had some disaster moments and their season, obviously, I mean, choking dogs, right? Came to a dramatic collapse in in ways that I could not even have described, not just against the Raiders at home, but on the road against Jacksonville at the end of the year. Um, how many games do you think they'll win? I can't see, you know, not to do like schedule prediction, sports talk radio type stuff, but like if Carson Wentz wins six games next year, I would be pretty surprised at this point. He's he's going to – his turnover luck this year was actually pretty favorable. Um, and they did take the ball out of his hands late in the year and make it almost exclusively a Jonathan Taylor offense, which, you know, tells me and everybody else watching that they don't trust – they didn't trust Carson Wentz as the Colts quarterback. So now he gets another opportunity with a third team – in his career, but that doesn't, I mean, Terry McLaurin and a couple of good defensive linemen, like what else does the Washington football team have to offer right now? Oh, the uh, the the running back out of Memphis, um, been there for a couple of years ago. I want to say, is it Antonio Gibson, um, the running back for the Washington football team that was, uh, was drafted out of Memphis? I think it's Antonio Gibson, if memory serves. So they've got a couple of pieces there, but I mean, the Colts were built to win now, and he really, really faltered that way. So I, I would say that you would see Carson Wentz probably go 6-11 and 11 next year, which is not a place that you want to be for a team. I mean, that Colts trade is disastrous. They don't have a first-round pick this year because of that. Man, just really, really bad. Antonio Gibson, thank you guys for, uh, for following up on YouTube and on Facebook Live, those of you that did. Jeff Sawyer said he had 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions. I, like, I, like I said, like he played good football, so it was more than just he played he played good enough football, right? What he did at the end of the year was catastrophic, so you have to kind of balance that out. Uh, MB says that division is horrendous though, Buck. He shouldn't be able to split he should be able to split with the NFC East teams alone. I mean, Dallas is better than they are. I don't think that I mean, if Daniel Jones and Mitch Trubisky, who's the coach of the uh okay, Brian Dayball's the coach of the Giants this year. Um yeah, their their team, their football team is terrible too. And then there's the Eagles who, I mean, the Eagles made the playoffs with Jalen Hurts. So I think that there's, I mean, I would say that they're probably the third best team with Wentz in the division with the Giants as the fourth best team. Um, but still, I, I trust I trust Dak Prescott and probably Jalen Hurts more than I do Carson Wentz at this point. I just, I don't. Something about that dude just doesn't add up to me. Anyway, let's move on and let's talk about who's going to be the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts next year because there seems to be some trends in that direction. Let me know who you think will be playing quarterback for the Titans' biggest division rival in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll talk about it together right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group. Of Remax Advantage, GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address. Without the stress, the Ashton team will hook you up with your with the Intel Edge that you need to be able to succeed 
in this Nashville real estate market. Intel, so you can buy or sell your home without any showings or stagings. Intel, so you can take advantage of the market right now while it is still red hot and Intel that allows you to capitalize on your home equity and win the buyer battle. So many different things that allow you uh, that allow you to succeed with the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. So, who's going to be playing quarterback for the Colts next year? I think it's a fascinating question because when you look at the teams, they will now be, this is now six seasons that they will have a different starting quarterback um, at the start of the year. Andrew Luck, Scott Tolzien, Luck again, Jacoby Brissett, Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, no seven seasons that they will be with a different starting quarterback at the beginning of the season. It has been a shit show, to be honest with you, since they booed Andrew, really, since they booed Andrew Luck off the field when he was, uh, when Adam Schefter reported on his retirement in the middle of that preseason game a couple of years ago. I think that was 2019, is right before that, ha- right when that happened, before the 2019 season. Because um, that was the first, that was the first summer that I had gone to work for A to Z Sports, as a matter of fact. So at this point, who is going to play quarterback for these Colts? Well, there are some options out there available. Marcus Mariota, by the way, is one that's being discussed in league circles. But the one that makes the most sense is a guy who is whose job has been, you know, basically in jeopardy since last year's NFL draft. Yeah, well, let's say things have heated up pretty quickly for the San Francisco 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo. They fielded several calls from teams interested in potentially trading. For their starter this past season, who of course is giving way to Trey Lance for the 2022 season, it's complicated because Garoppolo is of course recovering from a torn capsule in his shoulder. Not a torn rotator cuff, but a torn capsule. And those full confidence that he'll be ready to go in time for the season, not even expected to miss any training camp. But he only had surgery this week, so teams are going to want to know everything they possibly can about the medical. Of course, one obvious team that, of course, has been in touch, like a lot of teams, is the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I would expect them to be very much in the mix for Jimmy Garoppolo. Not sure when or if anything is going to get done, but certainly there is significant interest there for Indianapolis. So that's Ian Rappaport talking about the IG, uh, the idea of Jimmy G to the Colts. I think that they're, you know, uh, we talked about Marcus Mariota. I mean, we heard reports last year of them considering calling Phillip Rivers back up to see if he was interested, um, there, J- Jameis Winston and Mitch Trubisky, although Mitch Trubisky seems like he's going to sign with the New York Giants because Daniel Jones, that situation's not panning out, and they need some kind of a feasible backup plan who can play and who has started football games at this point. But uh, just goodness, I don't know. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what they're going to do at all, but I know that if you're a Titans fan, you would love to play Jimmy Garoppolo twice a year because that guy cannot help but give your football team the football back in big spots. And Jimmy G, the death pick, is very, very real. I think it's probably going to end up being Garoppolo, but again, seven different starting quarterbacks, well, six different quarterbacks, seven different starters at the start of a football season in each of the last seven seasons, including this upcoming one for the Indianapolis Colts, their quarterback situation has been a hot mess for a long time, which is crazy to think about a team that, you know, had went from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck. And it's now basically a quarterback poverty franchise. It's not the place where I think a lot of Colts fans are used to existing. 
Um, but I think it's going to be interesting. And goodness, I think that would be uh, really, really fun to see Marcus Mariota uh, playing the Titans twice a year. But we will see. That's going to do it for us tonight. We're going to get into a lot more detail with all of these things tomorrow on the radio show. 10 to 1 uh, Central Time on 104.5 The Zone. We're going to get into SEC basketball as well, if you are somebody who is consuming that at this time of year. Thank you guys, as always, for your participation. Join me on the radio show tomorrow at 10 a.m. Central Time, or if I don't catch you then, I'll talk to you tomorrow night for one last primetime show this week on A to Z Sports Primetime.